Financial Residency is proud to bring you Grand Rounds with Dr. Tammy. Each week, Tammy Krauss explores a new topic related to achieving financial independence by building and protecting your wealth. She invites guests who are experts in their fields who will share honest and valuable advice on a variety of topics. If you have an idea for a podcast, please email Tammy, that's T-A-M-M-Y, at financialresidency.com. Now grab your front row seat to this week's Grand Rounds. Hi, and welcome back to Grand Rounds. As we start 2023, Financial Residency is working hard to bring you more information and services to help you achieve financial independence. We will have a couple more shows coming up on Grand Rounds in the coming weeks to talk about the exciting changes that you can expect that we're working on now. But one of the big things I'm really excited to announce is the formation of a Speakers Bureau. And this is where we are going to bring qualified professionals to your groups to provide education for your residents, students, or even your partners. But in honor of the upcoming match and graduation season, our first two speakers have volunteered to help educate residents and fellows who are getting ready to become attendings. We realize they are getting ready to make two of the biggest decisions of their lives, and we want to be able to provide them with some sage advice. The first big decision will be which job they want. And when they find that job, they're going to be required to sign a contract worth several hundred thousand dollars and will need to understand the ramifications of that legal document. The second big decision will be whether to buy their first big home near where they're going to work. Again, this decision may involve upwards of a million dollars for some who have only rented before. So today I'd like to introduce you to one of our speakers, Doug Krause, and you probably know him from his podcast, The Mortgage Minute. Welcome to the show, Doug. Hey, thanks for having me back. Absolutely. I'm so excited that you volunteered to go out to these residency and fellowship programs to provide this free education to them. Can you kind of tell us about how you plan to get the word out and how you're going to meet with all of these groups across the country? Well, as you've said, John Apino with Contract Diagnostics and myself are offering to do 30 to 60 minute sessions in their didactic meetings to where we can kind of put together a presentation for them and then open it up for question and answers. And that could be either individually just with me or just with him or you can get us together as a group, just whatever works better for your schedules. Good deal. And when you have a doctor who's never owned a home before, what kind of questions do they usually have? That's a great question. So there's a lot of things that I would go over. And the very first thing, whenever they haven't bought a home is buying the right realtor. So I'm make that one of my first topics. After you've figured that part out, you need to find the right lender. And kind of going back to... John's side of it, the contract, surprisingly, getting the right contract is going to make a big difference on whether or not you can or can't get a house based on, you know, some people taking 1099 jobs or employment that's not got a guaranteed income. So that's definitely a topic I'm going to cover as well. Maybe even a offer letter versus a contract. Kind of counterintuitive that a lot of people wouldn't think that you would want an offer letter, but ideally... Not something you're giving back to the employer, but if they give you a contract and you guys settle on that, hopefully you've reviewed that with somebody like John, then when you come to me for a loan on a house, if you have a offer letter, that tends to be a much, much easier process. So 
I'll go over that a little bit in detail too, whenever we would meet. You know, then other questions that are always going to come up, you know, especially like you said, somebody buying their first house is, you know, the types of things like what kind of loans they qualify for, what special about a doctor loan, what debt ratios were, timelines they can close versus when their job starts. New doctors, you know, coming out of residency, they already have a house. So whether or not they're going to sell that house or keep it, they don't have funds and they're buying in excess of a million dollars or a few certain states, maybe they need down payment money, go or gift funds. To Overall, just want to cover every aspect of getting from ending fellowship or residency to getting into their first house while trying to juggle all of that, moving their family and get into a new job as well. That's really an exciting time for everybody. Do you also try to provide some counsel on, you know, encouraging them not to overextend themselves? Definitely. I mean, that's obviously another topic I'd want to hit is our book, The Hippocratic House. I think you and I both share that same point of view that don't want to see anybody get in over their head and feel like they're married to their job. They can't change if they need it. Very first piece of advice that you're ever going to get from me or you is not going to the point just because a bank says, hey, you can buy a $2 million house. That doesn't mean that's what I think you should do. That's what I'm going to go over too, as far as the debt ratios. Well, good. I know coming from the physician side of that, I can't remember the percentage, but I think it's at least half of physicians usually leave their job within the first one to two years. So definitely don't want to get yourself so tied to a job or tied to an area that you can't pivot and go take another job should you need to or want to. So that's good. Can you just talk briefly? I know you don't want to give away your whole speech. Maybe what kind of loans are available to doctors? Well, I mean, I think most doctors, the doctor loan itself is going to be the best option. And really the benefits of a doctor loan is it allows you to close before you start your job. Not many other loans offer that. Uh, low to no down payment. Also, typically the only loan that's going to allow something like that is either a VA loan or you know some government subsidized loan that's just not going to compete well with a doctor loan. No PMI. So I think the surprising thing when I talk to a lot of doctors, they just assume the doctor loan rate is going to be higher because of these extras. And it's actually just the opposite. Usually it's a better rate as well as having all these extras just because they're a low risk borrower. That's really exciting. I know there are several banks that provide that and different banks have different benefits or different niches. So I know that's important too, to understand what you're going into, what you're going to need in the loan to figure out where you need to get that loan from. If we talk about this, you know, if we can set up meetings with these groups and ideally something two, three months before they're actually ready to make the moves, because if you're looking into it last minute, it just becomes overwhelming with everything that's about to change in your life that you can kind of get all your ducks in a row ahead of time. I think the sooner, the better, honestly. Briefly, can you kind of talk about what goes into figuring out debt ratios so physicians can learn, you know, how much they do qualify for? One thing that, you know, comes up a lot is looking at people that are going to take a contract as RBU. And that's part of the reason I really like an offer letter versus the contract. But if you're taking a job, that's not got a guaranteed income. And this is especially true for dentists, but more specifically back to physicians, for MDs and DOs, 
if your first job, if you're 1099 and honestly, many are something like a emergency position, they, they get paid 1099, but they do have an hourly rate and, you know, guaranteed number of days. So even though it's 1099, I think a lot have been led to believe that, oh, I'm going to have to work two years because this isn't really a guaranteed type income when it's 1099, you're automatically assuming you're self-employed. And that's not true. Most of us can actually do that long, the same as a W-2 employee, but somebody that's coming straight into a job and joining a practice that's, you know, a very low or almost no guarantee or a very short term guarantee and then switches over to RVU, those become more challenging. So that's the type of things that if you meet with me, I mean, John's going to help you make sure that you negotiate a good and fair contract, but that doesn't do you any good if you want to buy a house on that first job. And then that contract has you on RVU pay three months after you start. Underwriter's going to look at that and say, we don't know what they're going to make. So that's the kind of things that, you know, if we talk about this before you sign your contract, then it can at least help lead you in a direction that you can get certain things added to your contract to ensure that you won't have to wait. Well, good. I know on your podcast, you always try to keep it to where you're providing the best information without, you know, only promoting yourself. You're trying to give them the information they need so that they can make the best decisions for themselves and go to whichever lender that might be that's best for them. And I've talked with both you and John, and I think you guys are both planning on doing these seminars in the same fashion. You just want to get information out to the doctors so they can make the best information possible for themselves. Yeah. I mean, it really is a education piece. So obviously I have a soft spot in my heart having been part of a physician family. So it really is something I'm just looking to educate. And, you know, if you end up using me, fantastic, but if not, Hopefully you've learned some things from talking to me that in whoever you do use. And the same goes to the book. Request a free copy of it. Something you can pick up a few chapters here and there. And by the time you finish it, hopefully you learn a few things. So whenever you get to the point of buying a house that you've just gained enough knowledge to, one, not get taken advantage of. And two, hopefully, you know, negotiate the best deal for yourself. Can you talk about the book a little bit? You know, it's been out there for, what, a couple of years now. You can get a free copy of it at quickcredithouse.com. Obviously, myself and you are co-authors of it. And it's just something we wanted to put together to kind of help educate every aspect of the home buying process. So that's kind of what I want to cover in these Zoom meetings, but, you know, in a much more condensed version. And this could be, again, whether it's one-on-one or if it's the whole group, whatever you guys can make work. That sounds good. So I guess let's make at least the offer for the book right now. Anyone listening to this podcast can go to www.hippocratichouse.com and request a free book. We never sell your name. We don't let anyone else use your name. We just simply use it to mail out your books and they're free. Well, I'm actually going to have people call me if they want to set up meetings for their residents or fellows, and then I'll work with both you and John to get those didactic sessions scheduled. So you can either reach me on my phone at 816-244-7068, or you can email me anytime at Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y, at financialresidency.com. And 
our speakers are really going to try to do their best to fit their, you know, educational sessions into your didactic sessions and make it work for your program. Anything else you want to make sure that, you know, these programs are aware of, Doug, as far as anything you're going to talk about or anything you have available? Now, one thing that's just new news, I mean, I think everybody's concerned about rate, and that's always a, a hot topic. I think rates are still headed up a little bit further this year, but don't let that scare you from buying a house because, you know, rent, you're just money out the window versus buying a house. I think you'll get a chance to refinance to lower rates in 2024. But in the meantime, jumbo rates are changing as of today, January 1st. The uh, jumbo lending limit is moving to 726200 So anything under that is going to be a conforming limit. Anything over is a jumbo. And that's definitely something I could go into in more depth on a one-on-one meeting or again on the Zoom meeting in your didactic. That sounds good. And I assume a lot of people listening maybe have never bought a house. Can you briefly say what conforming versus jumbo really kind of boils down to? It really is that threshold of over or under the 726-200 as of today. And the reason that's important is below that amount, any Freddie will purchase those loans. Above that amount is strictly being portfolio in the banks. You know, book of business. So, in doing so, actually, most of the time the portfolio loans come with a cheaper interest rate. But generally speaking, if you're not talking about a doctor loan portfolio jumbo loans, if you're not in a position, are going to be twenty percent down. So again, big advantage of the doctor loan you can get with most of us one hundred percent financing to a million dollars, with the exception of a few states or five percent down. Well, just to give the information again one more time, if you want a free book, and this is available to anybody listening to the show, go to www.hippocratichouse.com. Or if you are a residency director, fellowship director, or just have a group that you want Doug to come speak to, you can reach out to me at Tammy at financialresidency.com or text or call 816 816- Two four four seven zero six eight. Doug, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show and talking about this. I'm really excited and I hope you get to go speak with a lot of programs. I think you've got a lot of valuable information that you can share. Hey, thanks for having me back. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening today. I hope you'll tune in again next week for Grand Rounds. <music>